Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Teresa Eccles, Kathy Whirling, and, of course, back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. Uh, have a lot to get to uh, in this week's show. Um, we're doing something a little different with the advertising. Um, obviously, I didn't read my little, do my little funny ad at the beginning of the show. That's just because I'm running out of ideas. I'm not a comedy writer. <laughs> and if you've listened to any of the ads I've done, it's clear I'm not a comedy writer. So what we'll do instead from time to time is uh, if there's anything going on that, you know, we want to tell you about uh, to push dreams, we're going to do it at the beginning of the show. And, uh, there's something going on right now. Can something going on right now. So is I'll let too you. too soon? Nope. Go for Excellent. it. Um, I want to say a big shout out to all of our Dreams Unlimited travel agents. They're working really hard. A new discount came out today. Saved our clients so far over $10,000 over their existing reservations and their pricing. It will be more once I hear from Kathy and Teresa <laughs> to report into me. Um, if folks don't know, the new discount release today stays for most nights June 13th through August 14th, um, and it's varied by resort, and it's a percentage off of your room stay, 15% off values, 20% off moderates, up to 30% off deluxe villa resorts. So right over the right over the the peak time too, summer. Yep, it's over summer, so that tells you Disney's really looking to get stuff going. Um, Interesting. You know, everyone's waiting for free dining. So I'm going to tell you, I, I'm, I'll, I'll go out on a limb here. Not going to happen this year. Really? I would. I just. I don't know. I, I. I don't have that on any particular authority. It's just a gut feeling I have that I think we've seen. I think for a long time we've seen the end of free dining. But I could be wrong. I hope I am. But I think with the amount of money spent on Fantasyland and what they have to recoup, um, I think, uh, I, I, I think, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it. I think we might see a discount like this one. This might extend through September, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I hope I am, but that's my, that's my guess. It's interesting that it's over peak. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other discounts out there too, mostly um, sailings out of Galveston. So if you're willing to sail out of Galveston, there's some great prices out there. There is 25% on Alaska cruises for Canadian residents, which is a pretty good deal. So there's some stuff out there. There's some discounts in case you're interested. Um, And since this is instead of Pete's funny (laughs) (laughs) advertising, which got me letters last week, uh, I had agent's husbands write me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you called them all Chris fat. Heinrichs wrote to me and said, I guess I'm fat. Um, you can write to me at john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and I'll make sure we get you to an agent who can get you a quote. Oh, I thought you were going to say for complaints. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I send them anyway. I actually thought Pete's ads were very funny. Yeah, it's just were... I'm, I'm having trouble. Actually, I, I have another idea for what we're going to do with advertising on the show, which I think is really creative, but we're not ready to do it yet. But, uh, yeah, it's, I think, I think. It'll be different. It's something nobody else is doing. Something nobody else is doing. But we'll get into that later. Um, Thanks. Thanks very much for that, John. Um, Last week, we got an email from uh, a casting director uh, for the USA Network. (coughs) They are in the process of casting a new reality show on USA called The Moment, where basically people who had uh, started a particular career path and then something in life happened that they couldn't pursue it. Uh, this reality show is about giving them the chance to kind of get back into doing that. Um, so, I mean, I love the premise of it. And they are getting ready to, uh, they're casting right now for an episode of this show that will be focused on theme park designers. Uh, so if you were on the path to being a theme park designer or you were, you know, kind of moving in that direction in your in your life and then something happened to take you out of it and you want a shot at getting back... Uh, you will spend, I think, 10 days or two weeks training <coughs> with someone working in that field. And then at the end of it, you get to actually apply for a job uh, oh. in your field. And they're doing theme park designers. And uh, we had a chance to talk with the casting director from uh, the moment. And uh, we're going to play that video for you now. 
If you ever wanted a chance to become a theme park designer, but life got in the way, you might have your chance now. The USA Network reality show The Moment believes that everyone deserves a second chance at their first dream. And they're looking for people who dreamed of becoming a theme park designer. And we're joined now by uh, the casting director for USA Network's The Moment, Rita Kutsoulis from the USA Network, joining us on Skype. How are you, Rita? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I am so excited about this. I, I, when we got the email that you guys were, were doing this, I was just... You know, I, I can't I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that either watch our show or visit our site that have always wanted a chance to work in that field, create that kind of magic. So talk to me about about this show and about what you're looking for. Okay, so I'm working for USA's The Moment, and one of the careers that we're looking for for upcoming episodes, the show is going to air April 11th, but we're casting new episodes, and we're actually looking for people that always dreamt of being a theme park designer. But we want people that were already maybe on that path, and then something happened maybe in their lives, and they would love to get that dream back. So the show wants to help make dreams come true, and we are looking for those aspiring theme park designers who are creative and smart and not only have a vision but have an idea of how to execute it, too. So we want people that have the experience and also, most importantly, the drive and the passion to want this. Right. Okay. So you're not looking for, you know, somebody who, you know, thought about maybe this would be nice um, but never pursued it. You're looking for somebody who actually tried to pursue it, uh, at some, you know, whether educationally or, or career-wise, but then something happened in life to take them off that path. Exactly. So they, we want people that would actually have the chops if they're offered their dream job that they can handle it. So You've got to be able to do it. With the background and the experience. Um, but doesn't have to be like 20 years of experience. So we just want to be able to, to give this person their dream job or the opportunity to earn their dream job at the end. So we want, yeah, people that were pursuing it at some point in their life. We'd love that. What a great thing to do for a living. <laughs> you know, being able Isn't to give it? people their dream, dream jobs. Job. That's- I'm, I know. I'm so excited for these people. It's such a cool opportunity. And uh, basically on the show, each person is their own episode. So this person, uh, you see their whole journey throughout the show. We have them train with um, for 10 days or two weeks with an expert in the field. And then at the end, they are offered the opportunity to interview for their dream job, whatever that may be. And, and um, hopefully they earn that. So this is definitely a feel-good, positive show. And we're looking for those theme park designers that are ready to make it and, and really want that chance. Awesome. Now, how do they go about getting in touch with you? How do they go about signing up to be considered for this? So, um, you if to email us, you can email us directly to apply for the show, and that's castingthemoment at gmail.com. You could also go to usanetwork.com. Yes. So, you could actually watch an episode of the show, and our casting information is on there as well. And that way, you could read up on, on the show and all that good stuff. Kurt Warner is the host, and he basically, a lot of people who know his story, he went from bagging groceries to becoming um, a Super Bowl-winning, all-star, legendary um, quarterback. So he's the host, and there's this show we, we think is going to be a big deal. So we're just looking um, for those amazing theme park designers that want their chance. And the show premieres April 11th on the USA Network, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Awesome. I, weeks I, away. We're excited. I, I, can't wait. I can't wait to watch. Uh, we'll have links to this on our show notes page, disunplugged.com, along with the email address where you can throw your name in the hat for a chance to live your dream. Rita, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This is really exciting. I can't wait to see what happens with this. Thank you so much. We, I appreciate the publicity and that you're helping us spread the word because I think you have some great people that will apply after seeing this. So I, thank you so much. I absolutely think so. Thanks so much. Take care now. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And uh, as I said, we will have links to everything on the show notes page, disunplugged.com. Uh, that video by itself is on our YouTube channel. So if you want to watch it again, get the information. But if you think you've got the chops to be a, an Imagineer, one of our listeners apparently has already applied. Oh, uh, really? That's cool. Yeah, and uh, I hope that uh, I hope that we're we're good to go with that. I hope that you know a lot, they get a lot of people, and I, I can't wait to see. It sounds like a cool show. I nice. hope if they get a job, they get a discount. Hope if they get a job, they talk about us on the on television. Really? Is anyone else surprised that USA Network doesn't have their own 
email domain? Yes. Yes. <laughs> At Gmail. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we have a Yahoo account. <laughs> Yeah. And I love now the disembodied head of Tom Bell uh, <laughs> uh, behind John. That's my let's, conscience. Let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go over to him. Uh, Tom Bell, of course, the host of the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition. Tom is actually going to be out here in a couple of weeks. Uh, he's going to be on the show here with us as we talk about our Diz Goes West experience from a few weeks ago. How are you, Tom? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm standing here. I got Small World behind me. I think it's been playing about 15 minutes. I think that's worth, what, two, three thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Where do, where do I send the bill? <laughs> to John. Um, when did Tom turn into Dan Aykroyd from the Blues Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> do not dance. No, we don't want Tom dancing. We don't want Tom it's, dancing. It's, it's, it's sort of, it's... Oh, we lost your audio. Uh-oh. Oh, you're good. There he's back. So, um... What are you doing out in Disneyland now? Just hanging uh, out? Just Well, I wanted to make sure I get a, got a visit out here before I headed back to Disney World, so this was a good week to do it. What uh, What do you do out in Disney World that you can't do out in Disneyland? What do you, what you like think, what, what do you look forward to when you're out here? Go to the second uh, story of the castle. Carousel of Progress, People Mover. Look at a castle that's bigger than your house? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um... And uh, plug your show. Okay. Uh, Unplugged Disneyland Edition comes out every Thursday, uh, whether you need it or not. Uh, this week, we're finishing up our March Madness coverage, where we took 64 attractions and rides, 32 from Disneyland, 32 from California Adventure, and pitted them against each other. Uh, this show will be the final 16, all the way down to the new champion. Uh, last year's champion was Phantasmic. We'll see if they repeat. Watch also, your head, we tippy. have coverage of the new incarnation of Disney Junior this week. So, cool. Yeah, it looks like you got birds attacking you there, uh, Tippy Hedrick. Yeah, I, I <laughs> <laughs> so every Thursday, uh, Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition, hosted by Tom Bell and his wonderful team of minions. And uh, don't tell them I called them minions. I'll get an email from Nancy. Uh, <laughs> And, of course, like I said, uh, a couple weeks, uh, not next week's show, the week after. Right. Uh, lovely and talented Mr. Tom Bell live here in the studio with us. Thanks very much, Tom. Enjoy Disneyland. All right. Have a great show. See right. you Alex. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, Tom. Take care. Bye. Bye. And my last thing in housekeeping, if you have any questions or comments for us, the email address, podcast at disunplug.com, or you can call us toll-free, 1-877-310-9662. We'll be doing an email voicemail show about once a month. And if we use your email or voicemail on the show, you'll get your choice of a Diz Unplugged pin and lanyard or a Diz Unplugged t-shirt. And then once a month, we will select names at random for a shot at a bigger prize coming out of our prize matron. So podcast at disunplugged.com or give us a call 1-877-310-9662. And uh, anything else in housekeeping? I have one. This is from... Justine, it's about the coasting for kids event that they're trying to raise money for Give Kids the World. There's a thread about it on the boards. She needs some more East Coast people. Apparently, the West Coast has signed up a lot of people. So, if you're into theme parks and roller coasters, you can go to this website and sign up and help raise some money for Give Kids the World. And what's the website again? It's on our website, <laughs> disboards.com. Oh. Was that a test? But no, I, oh. no, I'm saying is like is there a is, you said a specific there's, website for the co- no, there's a, uh, there's coaster a palooza? I think they're calling it. Um, she just gave me the link to the, the thread. thread on okay. The we'll, ha- we'll make sure we have a. It's already link. up in the show notes, so oh. I'll make sure it stays okay. there. Okay, good. Good. All right. Anything else? Yes. Today is World Autism Day. And in honor of that, I think anybody who hasn't listened should go to our archives and listen to Ben's segment on traveling oh, to the parks yeah. with someone with autism. He did an amazing job, and I think it's always worth re-listening to, and it helps a lot of people. So in honor of World Autism Day, go check out Ben's segment. Let's make sure we get a link on the show notes page to that segment um, so people can listen to it. It was, I think, probably the best segment we've ever done. I We got a lot of really, really yeah. positive response from it, and to think that... Our show could help people like that. Really makes me feel good. Awesome, awesome. Anything else? Going once, no. going twice. Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story. 
four-year-old boy airlifted, airlifted after being pulled from Disney Fantasy cruise ship pool. A four-year-old boy was pulled from a was pulled from a pool on the Disney Fantasy Cruise Line ship, and airlifted to Arnold Palmer Hospital for children in Orlando last Saturday. Brevard County and Disney rescue workers responded to the ship at about 3:30 p.m. for a potential drowning at the family pool, one of the three pools on board the ship. The family had just boarded for a seven-day cruise of the Western Caribbean. Quote, we're focused on assisting the family, Disney spokeswoman Renee Langley said. Clearly, our thoughts are with them at this difficult time. Port Canaveral police found the boy, quote, in distress at the pool, and he was taken by ambulance to Cape Canaveral Hospital and later flown by medical helicopter to Orlando. He had a pulse at the time, but his condition was unknown late Saturday. Eyewitnesses who posted on the Diz boards said that the child's parents weren't in the pool when the accident happened, but ran over while emergency rescuers worked on him. Uh, the parents and two other children left the ship in their bathing suits as the boy was removed. Um, the cruise ship left 45 minutes late at 5.45 p.m. I just have to tell you that I was kind of repulsed by the, the, what happened after this story broke people immediately started placing blame. It was Disney's fault because there was no lifeguard. It was the parents' fault because they abandoned their child. Uh, I know. And I think to myself, you know what? I, I want to know if every parent of a child in the pool was in the pool with the child. Was there room for another child if every parent was in the pool? I think it's one of those things that it's such a sad story that we're looking for a way to fix it by placing blame. And I'm sorry, well, I don't know what the blame I, is I, I, I think you're giving too much credit to people on the internet. I think it's about uh, people having the benefit of anonymity, feeling that they can be judgmental and uh, say things that they would never dare say to someone's face. Right. Look, I'm full of opinions, but you know what? My name goes, my name's on everything I say. I'm not hiding behind a screen name. You know who I am. You know my face. So I at least have the courage of my convictions to say my opinions and put my name on it, as opposed to a lot of people on the Internet, including on our boards, who like to make a lot of comments, but they hide behind anonymity. And they'll say things they would never say in public or say directly to the person because they have emotional issues or problems or something like that. Look, I've, I've been running an online community for 15 years. I've seen just about everything I think you can see. Uh, doing that, and unfortunately, that's one of the things that happens in something like this. This is a you know a tragedy. We don't know what happened with this little boy, and you know, and we probably never will. And we're not owed an explanation. Exactly, good point. you're absolutely good right. Point. You're not owed an explanation. Again, that's something else that gets lost on the internet. Mm-hmm. They think because they know about it, they're owed something, well, and they don't. In that threat, you see it all the time. I just want to know what happened. I just want answers. I just want to know what happened. You don't deserve answers. Right. Well, they were speculating right, right. off the bat. Second and or third I think blame, and it just was what really- if. What if one of those parents, what if this little boy had a seizure in the water? What if this little boy slipped and fell in? We don't know we don't any know. of the details, no. but apparently, immediately, it was why weren't the parents watching that child? And, and I think to myself, what if that parent, watched, you know, they're dealing with enough. Right now, all that, ma- all, all that matters is what we know, that a four-year-old boy was in distress, is sick, and in a hospital. So take all that energy you're expending being a-holes and... Say a prayer for the kid and his family and leave it at that. You're not owed anything. You don't deserve any explanation. There's a four-year-old boy who got sick on a Disney ship on what should have been a magical vacation for their family. And that's what happened. Those are the facts. It's all you need to know. Take that energy. Say a prayer for the boy and his family. And for those who want to blame Disney Cruise Line, put it in perspective. How many sailings have there been on Disney Cruise Line ships? This is the first I've ever heard and of did, this. Someone else pointed out that if there were uh, uh, lifeguards on board the Disney ship and an accident did occur, then it would be Disney's fault because they put a lifeguard in. Disney posts this, that swimming is at your own risk. And they're not going to take responsibility for your children because what's going to happen is parents will then say, oh, there's a lifeguard. Right. It's okay if I don't participate. And I think to myself, you know what? I agree with everything you just said. No one's owed an explanation. You're not owed any of the details. Say a prayer. Exactly. All right. On to our next news story. Disabled man stuck on Small World Disneyland ride sues for $8,000. 
A quadriplegic man was awarded $8,000 after suing Disneyland for being stranded on a broken It's a Small Ride, It's a Small World ride, with the repetitive theme song blaring continuously. Quote, the music was blaring. They couldn't get it to go off. San Pedro resident Jose Martinez told CBS Los Angeles. While he was stuck on the ride for more than 40 minutes, he suffered from dysreflexia, a condition experienced by those with spinal cord injuries caused by stress and overstimulation. Uh, This condition can lead to a stroke or death. Other passengers were able to evacuate the ride, but because of the location of Mr. Martinez's wheelchair, operators weren't able to assist him for more than 40 minutes. It was announced last Tuesday by Mr. Martinez's lawyer that he had won the lawsuit against the theme park and was awarded $8,000. Disneyland spokeswoman Susie Brown said the park believes it provided appropriate assistance during the incident and is disappointed that the court did not fully agree, as reported by the Associated Press. You know, if this wasn't for the fact that the man's a quadriplegic and there are other medical issues, I would say, you know, really? But However, when you're wheelchair bound and you can't get out right. and you can't evacuate and you're stuck somewhere, there's no excuse for a, a ride at Disneyland or Disney World to be inoperable for 40 minutes. Here's the deal. I am all. I am 100% behind accessibility and the rights of the ADA and all of that. This man settled 31 lawsuits with other businesses. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that change your opinion? It does a little bit, yes. Yes. He what settled 31 other lawsuits where he's been abused. Oh, and I, my goodness. So, okay, that does change things a little bit. Yep. However, if you take this one incident and put it sort of under a microscope, I mean, all he got was $8,000. So it seems to me like he wasn't really looking Would you to- listen to It's a Small World for 40 minutes for eight grand? No, I would want a lot more. <laughs> I would want $800,000. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, last year at some point, I, I don't know if Dustin was with me or who was with me, but I was on It's a Small World here in Orlando, and it broke down in the what Teresa calls the heaven room. Which, oh, it's my favorite room. Yeah, it's with, uh, the heaven room, so that means all the children died and are in this room. <laughs> That's part of the story. That yeah, must be part the, of the story. The dead <laughs> puppets go. And we were in there for a good 10 or 15 minutes, and, you know, heaven, wasn't it? It, j- joking to myself, you know, in my mind, I'm joking like, uh, I, sh- I should sue <laughs> for being made to sit and listen to this song repeatedly because they didn't turn the audio off. I was trapped one time for about 35 minutes just as our uh, log had started to climb the hill at. Uh, Splash, Splash, Splash Mountain. Mountain, and they played that Show, show, us, your your, show us Your Bone song over and over <laughs> And no one even said we're sorry. So uh, now that I think back, I really, you know, I should have claimed distress. Okay. Crap happens, right? Mm-hmm. The rides are going to break down. I don't. Here's the deal. I wouldn't even think about. Suing. I'm this sorry. man. This man has made a career out of yeah. this. But again, I have to think of the fact that. There was not a way for him to be removed from the ride. Right. I, I, you the can't same overlook way that. Everyone else was able to get off the ride and walk away. So ever, did his family leave him? On no, the- his family stayed with him, but everybody else in his boat and the surrounding boats were able to get off the ride a lot more quickly. Right. I mean, you're a quadriplegic. You can't, right. Right. you know. So there was no easy access for him to leave. And I just, I mean, regardless of what he did in other lawsuits, I think that with any luck, what he's done is brought attention to the fact that perhaps Disney needs to look at it. They should put swimmies on people before they go in. And look at ways that they can evacuate the ride. I know, I know when I worked at uh, when I worked at Expedition Everest we had, I, I mean it's a roller coaster, it's a little bit different than Small World which is on you know a level kind of plane where they could maybe have a ramp or something but Expedition Everest if you have, uh, or a roller coaster, you have somebody that is uh, wheelchair bound and can't help themselves you know you have to call uh the fire department and they have special uh equipment that has to uh, assist in, in in moving these people out so it's not it's not as available immediately like it would be for other folks but you know they do have these plans in place it just sometimes it takes, it takes a little bit takes longer time, yeah you know and that's uh, unfortunately he had to listen to that song over and over and over again eight thousand dollars worth of listening to that song. I also understand that his wife filmed the entire incident. 
Excuse me. And there are Disney employees asking if he's okay repeatedly throughout the time he was sitting there. So they there. were with him. So it wasn't that they, they like abandoned him. him yeah. Right. It's not like he was sitting in the heaven room all by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one's the heaven room. Is that so the, the very room? end? Oh, where at the end. White. When, oh, the all, white when they've all died and they're all together I, I, and happy. I always thought it was a white party. <laughs> <laughs> the next room was the foam party. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I guess I'm not I'll, going I'll, to. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> Good thing we don't have an HR department. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And our final news story: Disney, Disney lobbled. Oh my goodness! Lobbled. They lobbled. I would like to cut out Dustin. It's like Can we wobbled. edit that out? Please? Absolutely no. Tell us what they lobbled about. Disney lobbies to rewrite to rewrite ticket law to cover new My Magic Plus bracelets. The Walt Disney Company is lobbying the Florida legislature to rewrite ticket laws to cover its new My Magic Plus system bracelets, the Orlando Sentinel reports. The legislation would redefine, quote, multi-use tickets, a term that includes theme park passes valid for admission to more than one park on more than one day. The definition of such tickets would be expanded beyond the conventional printed media to cover, quote, any designed for admission. It would, it would make another subtle change as well. Right now, it's illegal to resell or transfer a multi-use theme park pass to someone else after it had been used at least once. But only as long as the phrase, only as long as a phrase such as, quote, non-transferable must be used by the same person on all days is printed somewhere on the pass. The bill would flip that. Instead, it would be illegal to resell the pass any such pass, unless the ticket or venue owner's website clearly say the pass may be used by more than one person. The legislation would dramatically increase the penalties for people who fraudulently resell tickets to parks and other entertainment venues. The fine for a first-time violation of reselling multi-use park tickets would jump from no more than $500 to a maximum of $10,000. Hmm. And repeat violations would become a felony instead of a misdemeanor. Captain Al Rodriguez, who commands the Orange County Sheriff's Office sector that covers Walt Disney World, told lawmakers that a recent investigation turned up a convicted drug dealer who had switched to selling phony theme park passes to tourists because the existing penalties for the crime were so lax. Um, Mm. Sports fans and activist groups said the measure's language goes too far and would prohibit anyone from reselling tickets to other events, such as concerts or football games. Um, Disney's provisions appear to have drawn widespread support in the legislature, but a coalition of consumer and free market activists is battling hard against other parts of the bill. One provision would declare that any ticket to any entertainment event is a type of license rather than personal property that the issuer could revoke for any reason at any time. Mm, no. Another provision would ensure that entertainment venues, event presenters, or their agents can employ any ticketing methods they choose, which detractors say they could which detractors say could include quote restricted tickets that could be resold at, at all or could that could not be resold at all or could be resold only through certain outlets. Critics say that language would ultimately that language would ultimately lead to even more market control for Ticketmaster and Parent Live Nation Entertainment, which is part of uh, the, le- the lobbying group for the legislation. Mm. Um, and it goes on and on from there. But I think it's a very interesting... I can see both sides. I can too. I have a very strong opinion on this. I feel that except for annual pass, any pass you buy is yours to do with what you want. Really? Yep. Why? That's why? Because it's your physical thing you've paid for. You've contracted for X number of days. Why I, can't it go to other people? And I have a question. What difference does it make who uses it? That's my point, too. That's, yeah. It's not like, you know, I'm going to get it for $10 and I'm going to sell it to you for 90 So now you're going to get $90 worth of merchandise. You're going to get the same amount of Entertainment that I was that was eligible that I was eligible. For. Right. Well, let's be honest. The reason Disney has the restrictions about non-transferable in place is they want everyone to buy a ticket. Right. Right. Exactly. They don't want you to take the last two days on unused days on your pass and hand that to your brother so that he can use it. They want you. To, they want your brother to go buy his own ticket. 
And so from a business standpoint, okay, I can understand that. It's private property, all that stuff. I get that. But I think, you know, you make a good point that it's your ticket. That's like so me it's not like it's not like I'm gaming the system and letting a second person in on one ticket. Right. I'm just saying I'm not going to go, so you go. Right. Again, it's like buying this cup. What difference is if I let Teresa drink out of this cup tomorrow or if I drink out of the cup tomorrow? Well, just you need know, to get pyorrhea. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> now, see, I see it like if every day was the same price, I would buy your argument. But when, you know, the more days you buy, the cheaper it gets. Mm-hmm. That's where I think if everybody had their own ticket, there could be some leeway where this way, you know, you're you're taking advantage of a situation. Have you never let someone else use your ticket? No. I want to see. Kathy doesn't share. I have, and I don't see any problem with it. I haven't let anybody use my annual pass that I pay for. I'm not a classy person. (laughs) I I I have a feeling. I read something on our disboards where um, someone's suggested that they eventually see this going away this this wristband thing that it was an amazingly expensive mistake and i i agree with that i think this is an amazingly expensive mistake well i've also heard too that you know the new passes that you got that have the chip in it that they don't have a way unless you go to guest relations that if you did something and your biometric scan didn't work the first time they have no way at the turnstiles to override that. Oh Did you get gosh, your new annual really? pass with the chip in it? Yes. Does it have your name on it, your pass? I don't remember. She it wrote something your, in by hand. You yeah. had to write your own name on it. Oh, she wrote mine on it. So that's it. one oh. of the things they could do is they could ask for an ID. So they they can't override it like they can now? No, supposedly. Because mine never works. They said that this is a known glitch in the system and you have to go to guest services taking Which extra time. inside the park. Or if you walked over to the one outside, really, that's extra now. time. But they know this; they just haven't figured yeah. out. Have you a way been to, to the it. outlets? They have the machines mm-hmm. at the outlets, and they work for ten minutes. However, if you do it and you show them the ticket, you still have to take your license out, and they have to fill out a form where they take down all your information because this isn't really working. And what, what something are you talking about at the outlets, yeah, really, really. Those, turnstiles at the outlets. Were, no, not turnstiles. Checkouts with the. Um, you're, you're, oh, you're talking about it? Oh, the, the cashiers. Store. I'm sorry. Yeah, I okay. apologize. The outlets. I'm I, thinking like, you know, premium outlets. No, the Disney outlets. <laughs> okay. I apologize. You're supposed to be able to tap your room key. Right, because now you're going to be able to get people who are staying on property can now charge back to their room. Right. However, anybody with a room key, get out of the line. Get out, of from, behind, get out from behind them. It takes forever. So I think to myself, you know what? I think... Maybe someday it will be working, but I think this has been a huge mm. mistake. I think, do you think Disney can? Do you think Disney can blanketly change the language to be um, all inclusive like that? that I says? think Disney has the political standing in this state to change the law. Yes, um, and I think given the makeup of the legislature in Florida. Uh, Disney stands a very good chance of getting exactly what they want. Uh, and the protesters or the, the, the people, the critics that are lobbying against it don't have the same political muscle that That's Disney also, has. Because they're also teamed up with Ticketmaster. This was, keep in mind, this was, you know, Michael Eisner went to Congress and got them to rewrite copyright law. Do you remember when they did the the scalping laws in New York City? Right. And you couldn't sell your Broadway show ticket for more than $2 above face value. Right, right. And you couldn't do it under the canopy of the theater. And you couldn't do it within 100 yards of the theater. And you think, there are people being murdered. And there's some cop standing there ready to arrest me for getting $3 above my ticket price. Right. I have a feeling, I, I kind of equate it to this. It's one of those things that, Unless you're doing one of those things we've read about in the newspaper where someone pulls you over and you have a trunk full of wristbands, that this is, you know what? No one's going to enforce this unless it's hugely blatant. Remember they found that woman who was selling Universal Studios tickets? Right, right. She had, you know, a printing press in her trunk or something like that? You know, we, we've heard the stories that, you know, they're going after the bigger rings. They're going after the people on Craigslist who are selling multiple tickets and things like that that are illegal. But, yeah, I, I, I firmly believe that if I buy a ticket, even at a reduced price for a length of stay, that I should be able to give that to Teresa to use for another day. Yeah. We'll see what happens. 
We'll see what happens. All right. Thank you very much, John. That'll do it for the news. We're going to move on to rapid fire. And I'm actually going to start with a rumor we just got our hands on uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, that um, we have it on pretty decent authority. Let me say it, put it to you that way. We are hearing that 20 beach bungalows are planned to be built along the beach at the Polynesian uh, and it may be that they're built out over the water along the style that you've seen, if you've seen pictures of the Four Seasons in Bora Bora. Um, these will be uh, one and two family units. We're thinking that they may be DVC. I was going to say, do you think mm. they'll be DVC? Wow. And the bungalows will be con- connected via a bridge and walkway over the water. And uh, we're hearing that they are going to start building that this year. Oh, wow. I think that's going to change the view from the beach where people watch the mm-hmm. fireworks. That has for sure. been brought up. That has been brought up. Uh, and can you imagine what the points, if this is DVC, what the points per night on that's going to be? And if you want to rent them, what the dollar value. Uh, now, you said one and be. two family? Well, uh, they will be uh, uh, single family or double family bungalows, is what we're what hearing. what that means. That one bedroom or two bedroom bedroom's could okay. be. Um, With a lock or it could be that um, you have bungalows that are large enough that there are two units in each bungalow. Oh, like townhouse kind of thing. You know? So that's what we're hearing. Bungalows being built at the Polynesian this year. And uh, very interested to see. Where they have good air conditioners. The humidity is going to be killer. <laughs> but I think having them out over the water could be really, really cool. Oh, yeah. I think it's um, almost the only place they could be because there's – Almost no room at the Polynesian to build out. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So that's mine, uh, John. All right. I have, there's going to be a complimentary D23 membership for DVC members. Um, Let's see. Disney Files Magazine. Sorry. Disney Files Magazine uh, saying that they're creating a special. Disney Files Magazine? Yes. Is that really what it's called? Disney Files. Yeah. That's the, is, is, that's is, is, is that on the rack next to Pedophiles Magazine? It's, it's <laughs> X-Files. Oh, oh Disney Files. Okay. Disney Files Magazine. I lost my page. I thought it was P-H-I-L-E-S. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Um, Sorry. Is that uh, the D23, the official Disney fan club, is creating a special complimentary D23 membership level available to Disney Vacation Club members. Um, you'll be able to register online at dvcmember.com. However, there are some differences than the regular membership. Um, you don't get the membership card. You don't get a certificate. You don't get the annual gift. You don't get access to D23 events or, <laughs> or a subscription to Disney 23 printed magazine. What okay. do you get? So, you get to tell people you're a member of D23. <laughs> That's great. How many years into this are we? Look, here's the thing. They're doing this in hopes that DVC members will convert to paying right the full price, uh, paying D twenty three members, and they have to do that because uh, I think that I I don't think their membership rolls. I don't think a lot of people renewed after the first year, um, and with good reason. There's I don't see I don't see the value. Can I just say something? D twenty three. We went to a D twenty three event at Epcot for Epcot. Every seat was filled. Absolutely. When you're, if you live out here, and which they don't do a lot of events out here, most of them are being done out in the West Coast. So if you live out in the West Coast, fine, then it makes sense. If you live out here on occasion, there's an event, it makes sense. But if you live in Milwaukee, no, this isn't. I'm, I'm not saying this argument if it makes sense or not. I'm saying I think there's still a lot of members. I think there because are, there are so many people. There. I, I think I look. They're not going to hand away anything if they don't have to. Well, if they, they didn't. were, well, <laughs> I'm saying anything. that. I'm saying they're not going to – this is a ploy to get more people, right. and I think they need to get more people. I don't think a lot of people renewed. I really don't. And I think, you know, uh, my opinion on D23 really hasn't changed too much. I still think it's not worth it unless you live in California. It's not worth it. So Let me tell you what you do get. Are you ready? Um, you'll have access to web content. Oh, You'll be able to purchase exclusive D23 member merchandise. Oh, well, now. Remember they had an $800 pen? An $800 <laughs> pen when they launched. You went to the page to sign up, and one of the exclusive pieces of merchandise you could buy was an $800 pen. No. 
Yes. 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 That launch was one of the worst I've ever seen. Was it made out of like gold? I don't know what. It, I, I don't remember. I just it was remember. Made out of Disney bones. <laughs> <laughs> made out of Walt Disney's bones. Walt Disney's femur pen. <laughs> My favorite one. <laughs> So there you go. What else do you get? So, so you get magical web content, and you get <laughs> no, not magical. You're going too far. Then just and, web and the content. right and the right to buy. Well, you know, speaking of speaking of signing up to for the rights to buy things, I don't know anybody who follows Corey and I on on Facebook may have heard that Corey and I are among the people selected to uh, get an advance copy or advance purchase the Google uh, Google Glass. Which, if you don't know what it is, it's really cool. Go look it up. Just do a search. Google. Google Glass. Which one of them do you think is going to be the first one to walk into a poll? And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that, you, know you, you signed up for that by tweeting what you would do if you had Google Glass. And um, half a million people, I think, wow. signed up for it. And they've uh, given it to 4,400 people. Um, so about 1%, 1.5% of the people actually end up getting one. Um, but to get right one, to, buy to get one, yes, you have to fly to either New York or San Francisco and pay them fifteen hundred dollars, which I will gladly do. I cannot wait. Corey and I were out of our minds Easter Sunday when we found out. Now, are these X-ray specs? What's that? Are they X-ray specs? Yes, they're X-ray specs. Can That's you get exactly. them in prescription? <laughs> they're not actual glasses. They're not. They wear like glasses, but there's no lens. There's a heads-up display over one eye that allows you to like. If you if you load like driving directions as you're driving on the road that you're looking at, it will like show like the line will show up on the road, showing you which direction to go in. Or you can tell it take a picture, and it will take a picture or take a video, and then tell it to upload it to Twitter, and it will upload it to Twitter. I mean, it's really cool. And we had this conversation before the show started. Some states are actually making legislature now to prevent people from wearing them when they drive. Right. They haven't been they haven't been released yet. No one's gotten them. And I think it's New York City. Of course, it's New York City. Wants to make it illegal to wear them. And Premier Bloomberg wants you to. On the streets. Yeah, Premier. you can't. Premier Bloomberg <laughs> doesn't want you wearing the glasses or drinking out of your Slurpee cup. Um, don't get me. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I, I know I'm going to get email. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not going to go there. That's all I'm going to say. Premier Bloomberg. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, John. You're we'll welcome. move on to Kevin. I am doing this one only because I get to say something. You'll understand in a minute. Uh, Iron Man fans will have reason to celebrate the upcoming release of Iron Man 3 opening in theaters May 3rd. There's going to be an exciting new visit coming to Interventions at Disneyland Park in California featuring actual set pieces of film. Beginning April 13th, Iron Man Tech, presented by Stark Industries, will give Disneyland Park guests the chance to see Tony Stark's Hall of Armor. Featuring Iron Man suit Mark 1 through Mark 7. Awesome. Just like the monorail. The same suit's featured in Iron Man 3. You'll even be able to virtually suit up yourself. The simulation technology guess, Through simulation technology, guests will be able to see what it's like to operate the latest pieces of the Mark 42 Iron Man armor. Even getting the chance to test out its infamous repulsor blasts. That's my favorite part. <laughs> repulsor blasts? I don't even know what it means, but repulsor I Repulsor blasts. My father um, was good at repulsive blasts. <laughs> it starts April 13th, and the movie's in the theaters May 3rd. And someone has to tell me what a, a repulsor blast is. That's the is thing he has on his wrists that yeah. make him thrust and he oh. fights no, people. No, that's Spider-Man with but a he can, spidey. No, <laughs> he can also he can take that same energy that creates him to fly, but he can use it as, he can weaponize it, just like a laser or something. It's I think, Robert Downey uh, Jr., right? Yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yes, I wish it was coming to Disney World. I think it's great. I do too. Yeah, something neat for interventions. Anyway, Mm -hmm. never seen the movie. Oh, that's a good movie. He does. uh, Robert Downey Jr. does an amazing job. He's an amazing actor. It's uh, if even if you're not into like sci-fi or comic book movies, I think the the character that he's created in Tony Stark is absolutely. Kevin does not agree, but whatever. No, I don't. I don't see a lot of movies. I don't get. I don't get out much. Well, it's on DVD. Know, now. They I have know. this thing now where you can Shut watch up. it at home. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with it. <laughs> you'll be able to watch it in that little glass, too. Yeah, you'll be able to Google glass. glass it while you're driving. Then, then I'll be able to see it. Then you would actually be like Iron Man. You'd if have I can have it beamed into my retina. <laughs> and you can have that repulsor glass. Like, boom, boom. 
Is that I wanna, the sound I, it makes? I, yes, I would like to do it in that little spot, but <laughs> it's a small world and wanted mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to suit up in the big and tall man suit. They're <laughs> 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 you know, my size. All right, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Teresa. All right. Um, Saturday, okay. I was working at the Welcome Center, and a family came in. Um, Deanna and Jeff Brown and their children, Matthew and Emily, and they are on the boards and they're podcast listeners. And they were so excited they're getting ready to get on the fantasy. And yeah. it was just so cool. <laughs> okay. They're so getting on the fantasy. Emily brings out her mom says, Do you want to show them your autograph book? And they went to get Walter and I were there to get our autographs. So that's what was kind of bizarre. But anyway, the autograph book that she brought out was the Disney Junior Encyclopedia of Animated Characters. And they are using this as their autograph book. Each character has its own page with descriptions of the character, what movies they're in, pictures. That's a great idea. Isn't it amazing? So, I mean, the little girl went to Edna Mode, and I got to sign on Edna's page because that's, you know, and Walter signed on Scar's page. look like Edna, and he looks like a... I love Edna. An emaciated lion. No capes. No capes. But I just thought this was an awesome idea, and the minute they left, Walter and I were like, rapid fire, because this is... (laughs) Rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> Actually, that's what he said. Rapid fire. You got to Was this the only customer for the day? <laughs> Actually, no. Actually, we were we were swamp Saturday with people. But anyway, I just thought this was such a cool idea because it's not your average autograph book. And Did she ask you to sign that book? Yeah. What page were you on? I'm at. I was on Edna Mode's page because that's my little avatar, or whatever that I love. And what did Walter pick? Scar. Scar. Did you? But, did we capture that? Or- Teresa said, rapid fire. Yes. <laughs> as a drop in. That was Dustin did rapid yeah. We both did. That. Well, now everyone did, so I'll just make one for each. <laughs> we should do it before we do ours. No capes. So, anyway, I just thought this was an awesome idea. I mean, the book is really colorful. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. It's like $11, $12. Well worth the money. And what's and it called again? It's called Disney Junior Encyclopedia of Animated Characters. Cool. It's. I thought it was a really awesome How big idea. was it? Was it like. It was. Um, like a size of a sheet of paper in size and about maybe a half inch thick. It was a little weighty for toting around the park, but if you got Dad with the backpack, you know, throw it in there and make him carry it. There you go. But anyway. All right. Great it. idea. Thank you, Teresa. Kathy. <coughs> Excuse oh. me. Verbal. And here's Kathy's lung. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was fine till I got here. I don't know what it is. But um, we were talking about rumors. Um, we have one that's been confirmed. The Pixar Pals Countdown to Fun Parade and Disney Channel Rocks is no more as of God April rest the 6th. Soul. So that's definite now. Yes, we're not going to get to see them in the nursing home. Sorry. You know, I've been there through all the progressions of this. Goodbye. After this coughing up a lung, she's going to do a segment on healthy living. <laughs> it's allergies. It's allergies. It's yeah. Uh, from what uh, again, from what I hear, I talked about this a little bit the other week. Uh, those are definitely going away now. But uh, after they after they start working on taking the the hat down, so it's rumored, uh, then it will be replaced with the current uh, Pixar Play Parade, which is out in California. Which is Adventure. awesome. I love that. Much parade. better parade than the Countdown to Fun. I have. Is that the one where they balls at people? That the way yes. the parade went. It impacted an area that they're doing some backstage work. Wow, okay. Hmm. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kathy. Dustin. Yeah, I have that. Um, the it's just a basic update. The uh, Grand Floridian Courtyard Pool is now open after uh, months of refurbishment. As you know, they've been doing a lot of work over there at the Grand Floridian. They're adding the the, the giant uh, DVC building and the, the new spa, but it had been uh, affecting. The, uh, the pool areas and, and now that courtyard pool which is right there uh, in the middle of all the buildings that's, that's open to the public now and it's been refurbished the one in the courtyard the one in the courtyard yes it's Indeed. open to guests not to that's the why public they call it the courtyard well pool. yeah it's not yeah it's open to uh, to the so the not guests. everybody decides they have to go to the grand floor right I think right. I think that was yeah that's what well I mean. but we know people there's threads on the boards of people who you know pull hop and you know since I'm the person that goes by the rules okay oh, she isn't. now you can go there if you're not wearing a construction hat if you're staying at the hotel that works or that you works. could all right thank you dustin <laughs> you're welcome Jonathan. uh i actually have two uh, quick little things um there's a new perk for people that book the 2013 magic your way disney package you can now get 10 percent off uh at splitsville so either on the food and non-alcoholic beverages or also the merchandise and you I get a d23 membership yeah but no benefits <laughs> You can just say that you have it. 
Um, yeah, so that's a good perk. If you have a package, you could get 10% off at Splitsville. Um, and then the second thing is a rumor I've heard, and I'm not sure if it's true yet, um, but I heard that the new Starbucks on Main Street, they had an option of either putting in the Starbucks registers or the touch-to-pay Magic Band um, registers. And they went with the touch-to-pay registers that Disney has, which means that Starbucks members can't use their cards and rewards, hmm. unlike California Adventure. Because if you're a Starbucks member, you can use your gift card there. Oh. But they said that since they went with the new My Magic Plus um, registers, you're not going to be able to use your rewards or you're not going to get points for what you buy okay. on God, Main Street. Julie's not going to like that. No, I don't like it. I'm surprised you even said they had a choice. You would think Disney would just say, you're going to do it our way, and right. that's it. Yeah. I, just, I think most of the people that are excited about this are Starbucks members and have the cards. So why would you alienate the people that right. are going to be your biggest? Oh, because you're in the process of alienating everybody else. So why not them too? So look what you started, Sean. I know. That's Sorry. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Sean. You were so happy that Starbucks was coming to the Magic Kingdom. Suck on it now. <laughs> oh, <God. Whoa. laughs> That's directed to you, Sean. Thank <laughs> you, Seanathon. What's it? what do you call Seanathon? Seanathon. I'm going to have a Seanathon. Jerry Lewis tonight. telephone. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Sean. Craig. Okay, so a new restaurant is coming to Morocco in the World Showcase. Uh, it's going to be called Spice Road Table. Um, oh. I'm not sure when it's set to be opening, but it's going to be kind of right now. The walls went up where the Aladdin and Jasmine meet and greet was in that area. Um, it's going to offer more Mediterranean-style food that's not so heavily relying on like Morocco flavors because I don't think that's been very popular. No, it hasn't. Um, so it's going to be more just Mediterranean in general, try to get a little more fans to eat in that area and spend some more time there. So they're taking over that space where Aladdin and Jasmine are. There's also where Moroccan plays. So they're probably thinking about expanding like they did with Mexico out onto the water. Yeah, I would ex- imagine. Exactly. That's the number one speculation that everyone's saying. It's going to be like a uh, kind of a replication of what happened in Mexico. And we talked about this back in December, didn't we? Yeah, a while back. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then this is confirmed, so this is actually happening. Yes. Yes. Disney Parks blog, actually. I I think the name of this restaurant is so funny. Spice Road Table. It's like random words. It's like a Wes Anderson movie or something. Arm, leg, elbow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make a reservation at Spice Road Table. (laughs) All right. Thank you, uh, Craig. That will do it for Rapid Fire. And for our closing segment this week, we're going to go back and do another three for two. Why don't you explain it to us, Craig? Okay. For anyone who didn't watch it the first time around, uh, three topics. Talk about each one for two minutes. And um, right now, this one is going to be on Dark Ride. So the topics are going to be Under the Sea, Journey, whatever, Little Mermaid, uh, Peter Pan's (laughs) Flight, and The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So I believe we're starting with uh, Little Mermaid. So let's get started. <laughs> Go. Fantastic ride. Uh, I love the Little Mermaid. I think it's old-fashioned Imagineering. I, I absolutely. Uh, now we're talking about the Little Mermaid in Fantasyland. New right? Fantasyland. Yeah, yeah not the right. one over in uh, Studios, Studios that I had to work at for a year. The big you know. puppet show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. I I thought. Uh, I thought they did a, a beautiful job with it. it. It is the same attraction. I think there's one difference. They fixed little uh, Ariel's hair. She didn't have the so plastic not hair. A, well, no, it's plastic, but it's not the Dairy Queen curly oh, swirl. <laughs> right, but I'm saying, generally speaking, the ride is identical to what's out in Disneyland. Correct. What's different is the queue. The queue in Disneyland is just like, it's like queuing up for a hospital. It's, there's nothing there. Whereas, I mean, obviously, it's, uh, what is it, Prince Eric? Prince Eric's Castle. Castle. It, this is one of the, and I, I talked. I have a blog from a while back when Fantasyland first opened. It is one of the best uh, queues to walk through that I've ever seen in, in my life. Also, the exterior is beautiful. It is. The it's absolutely is gorgeous. Absolutely well done. And Somebody just did a thing of who was the hottest Disney prince, and Prince Eric won by a long shot. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was that that uh, that video that somebody put out, like the. The, the, the League of Disney Princes or something. Oh, I don't know that. No. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to find it. It was. Okay. It was funny. It was funny. But there's yeah. a lot of people who were disappointed when this ride went in. A lot really? of people thought it was um, not very high tech and sort of, you know. I will tell you. I will tell you the one thing that bothers me about it is I feel like it kind of breaks up the theming in New Fantasyland. It goes from the Bell's Village to the the circus area and then just randomly. 
there's the under the sea thing. I think once Snow White opens up, it'll fit a little bit better. But that's how I feel about it. I don't think it. Mm-mm. I don't. Yeah, no, I, no I, one I, agrees with me. I know. I think no. you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> you're wrong. You're just wrong. Okay. Um, it's pretty. It is. I think it's. You know. I think. It, I think it fits in. I think it fits in beautifully. I think it fits in beautifully with the area. What the heck is that? It's Kevin's repulsor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like my, it. I thought my father was here. All right. What's next, Gregory? Uh, next we have Winnie the Pooh. Okay. This mm-hmm. is Winnie the Pooh on acid, and it it's like his demented acid trip, and I hate this ride. Oh, I love this yeah, ride. Yeah, nice. It's always lots of little kids, and I think I'm going to come out with pink eye or something. Well, let's <laughs> Winnie the pink eye. <laughs> And I have nothing against little kids. I love little kids, but I just always think none of the handrails are going to be clean. I'm going to end up with pink well, guys. And then they have that wall of honey that you touch, and it's like a touchscreen wall. Uh-huh. And you yeah. just know you wipe that down. And it's going to have germs all over yourself. I like the queue with when the different the things in there. Now that they've increased the queue with breathe, the interactive Breathe, breathe. I think it's a great ride. I love it. I, I think, think it's, it's well themed. I don't. I. I. I really. I, I. I. know. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I. I, I just, can't stand. Well, it's also I one of the few rides that the ride mechanism is part of the story. <laughs> right. You sort of feel like you're down. You're floating down the river at the one point. And well, I don't. You've care never for experienced Pooh Bear. that pink eye. No, I, I don't think, like Pooh Bear. Well, but this is this is cute. For I me. think considering the amount of space that, space that they had to work with when it was originally Mr. Toad, they did an amazing job with the the queue, especially now. But then they ha- originally had the the the, the books, uh, the story books, and then you were talking about how it's kind of like an acid trip or something. But that's how the original movies are anyway. So it's just. Well, I didn't see them. So uh, just. I've, but I've been on, I've had acid trips, so <laughs> it was kind of like having a flashback. I don't like Christopher Robin. He always creep me out in his little short shorts <laughs> hanging out with stuffed bears yeah you guys Pooh think bear. too much when you go on the ride come on Pooh, uh, let's I think go we're, see Eeyore I think I we're know, having know, it over you know what it all goes back to the last time I was on I rode it and the little boy ahead of me kept wiping his nose on his sleeve and running his hands up and down the handrail and I just stood there with my hands in my pocket and I was sure I was going to be sick with pink eye with pink eye when you pink eye <laughs> that's, that's one of your best oh Craig yeah Craig we, gotta, about that. we have to find something else Craig I, I think I think we should use this. Ooh, that's a little more pleasant. It's a little more pleasant than... I couldn't find that sound. Hello, I this think. is Brit, your cruise director. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and what's third? Peter Pan. Yay! The world's longest line. Oh, my gosh, but it's so worth it. Uh, it's the, what I call the dry cleaner ride. <laughs> it's like dry cleaner, put your clothes on the hook. That's what I, that's what I, I, I enjoy. Feel like I love it. I love the whole. It took me. I was in Florida almost four years before I actually rode this ride. We rode it one time and a mouse was loose in the thing. An actual little mouse. And it, it ran like through cats. London and I thought it was like a Godzilla movie. <laughs> I think it's one of the, you know, it's simplistic in its design, but I think it's it, when when they do get the lighting right and you know, kind of squint your eyes, it really does look real. It's, it's you know what, it's it's a classic attraction. Classic. It, it is, is a classic attraction, it, which means that you know, eventually it'll be bulldozed. Um, <laughs> but it it is a classic, and you know, I think it's cute, and you know, yeah, they're not they're not they're not breaking any new ground now in technology, but. But if, not every ride has to. Yes, it does. No. Every this ride is, has to have new is, technology. I don't think it has <laughs> Lasers. To. I want lasers. Here's <laughs> <laughs> an example of good old-fashioned storytelling. It is. With it lights, is. It is. Props. I like the scene where you go over London. I always pretend I'm in the Blitzkrieg. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that? <coughs> oh <my> Too soon? <laughs> Too soon. I just think it's adorable. Here we go. And he flies and he oh, with the voice steals uh, steals children from. You know what? I'm going to start yeah. making you wear that mumu that's on the on the wall behind you. Uh, dashiki. Oh, can we do that? It is. Yeah, it's my dashiki. That but, hand behind Sean's head scares me. It looks like it's going to smack him on top of the head. Yeah, we need it to is. move that. Well, that's what it's there for. I have a button. It smacks Sean on the back great. of the head every time. That he says would be something great I don't new like. technology. It's from yeah. the Acme Company. <laughs> Incorporate that in Peter Pan's flight. But uh, we can still talk. The little. Horrible Four, noise, isn't it? Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, darn. I told him it sounds like someone doesn't know how to play saxophone. 
<laughs> it's very Ferris Bueller. Never had a lesson. <laughs> All right. So which one of these three is our favorite? I'm uh, going with Little Mermaid. Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. Little Mermaid. I go with Peter Pan. Peter, Peter Pan, Pan for yeah. me. Peter Pan. Peter, what about you, Craigie? So four Pan, against definitely. four. Oh, it's a tie. It is a tie. Okay. And, Since uh, we're and on this event, side, we win. Well, no, in, in, in the event of all ties, uh, my <laughs> my vote wins. I get two votes. So, um, All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. For those watching us live, stay tuned for our next segment. Kathy and Teresa are going to talk about getting in shape for your Disney vacation. Thanks for being with us. And remember... Stay out of the damn lakes.